you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 73, Mullets and Mimes. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and, and Jessica's, Jessica's Day, Day of, of fun. fun. Birthday of fun, am I right? It was my birthday. Yay. Yay. How old were you? 40. 27. Oh, nice. <laughs> 29. Plus one. 29. Plus one. Yes. You are 30 flirty and thriving. I am correct. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell, tell us about it. Well, it was my birthday. Great. Yep. Uh, I ate a lot of cake. That is true. I had the week off work. It was a really nice week. I liked the Wednesday. I think that was probably the best day. Yes. On uh, on Wednesday, I uh, drove up to see Rosie and we watched Supergirl and ate pizza. And, and we watched Tootsie. And we watched Tootsie, which was one of the better ideas we've had all recently. Oh, an outlet for a plug. <laughs> um, Tootsie is an excellent film. And if we haven't mentioned before on the podcast, it's the film that involves the main character pushing over a mime in a melancholy moment of angst that I couldn't remember for several years. And then I saw Tootsie and I was like, it's Tootsie, oh my goodness. And then I forgot again immediately. And then I remembered again. I can never ever forget now that it's Tootsie because it's like seared on my on my brain. But it is the, the one that involves the mime being pushed over. So it has like a, a place in my heart. We we ate pizza and watched Supergirl and we're really sad because it's not coming back till March. It's a really long time to wait. Okay, right. So now Britain tends, tends the UK now tends to get American television quite swiftly after America but when you have your tiny little Christmas break America I'm addressing our American listeners now I got that whereas you that get like a couple of weeks off the season our television channels go okay so we'll be back in the new year and the new year they mean March so how to get away with murder finished before Christmas not back till March Supergirl finished before Christmas not back till March I would rather they waited and showed it all in one long run we're going to be having sweeps week soon yeah it's really weird I mean this is ridiculous sort your life out the whole point of Britain is that our television scheduling and seasons seasoning if you will is better anyway I love Supergirl and I'm sad it's not back <laughs> that's where that yeah. run came from uh, um, we went to Brent Cross. Brent Cross, you say? Brent Cross. We went to the mall, and I bought nail varnish. Lovely. Because it, it was the model's own sale, and I'm addicted. And I love this colour so much. It's like Barbie it's, nails. Speaking of Barbie, really nice. I love them. Love yeah. the new Barbies. Yeah, the new range of differently sized Barbie. I want the one with blue hair. I know that you can get them in all different combos, but she was in the picture. What I'm saying is it was Jessica's birthday, and it was great. Yeah. Although I realised that when we were at Brent Cross, we forgot to go to Lakeland to get new catalogues. Whoopsie. When I say forgot, oh, well. we never even mentioned it, but it would have been Never nice. even mentioned it wasn't an intention of mine. But um, yeah, I'm sorry that that was disappointing for you. ate pizza and then went home for Jessica's birthday and I watched four movies on the day before Jessica's birthday because I was in bed all day. Yes, uh, I did a lot of baking, but we'll get to that in a later section. Oh, we will. Ooh. Oh, I know what's oh, coming we up will. in that. <laughs> And then we had a party. We had a lovely tea party for rabbits, friends and relations. Yes. And then we watched Calamity Jane, which Rosie really loves. That is... A historical document. A film, for sure. <laughs> it can only be judged in accordance with its time. I disagree with that. I mean... Which I know no, that it's from its time. It's not, it's not okay. But that doesn't mean I'm now not allowed to go good lord, this is incredibly sexist and racist and it's only for that great a musical. Putting it out yeah. there. Okay. I mean, it was fun and it was your birthday choice. I don't want to rain on your parade. At least we didn't watch Funny Girl. That is a tedious film. Uh, 
dear. I, I would never have suggested that. Oh my god, it's finished. They're on the boat. Oh my god, we've still got half the film to go. It's like the sound of music. The Nazis music. don't even turn yeah, up. Yeah, we're getting married. Yeah. Oh, they've still got to run away. Oh, what I'm saying is Calamity Jane. Mixed response. Mixed response. The greatest queer love story of our time. Yes, precisely. Okay, well, speaking of your birthday, I found my first grey hair. Ha ha ha. To go with the single grey eyebrow. <laughs> with which That's I'm just... mildly obsessed. Oh, I say great eyebrow. I don't mean a whole eyebrow. You've I got mean... one eyebrow that's grey and one eyebrow that's, that's brown. Shave your head. It's the only option. Well, no, I accidentally plucked it out. I was holding it to try and look at it. And then I moved my head and I was holding it suddenly. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie doodle. So aging is coming to us all. Yep. Winter is coming. How How is this this decade suiting you? This decade's been fine so far. Yeah, the first the first week of 30's been good. Your fourth decade. Much the same as the previous one. Yes. It if is I'm... nice that I have reached an age where people don't say, oh, what is it like being this age? When you get to 30, people do then start doing that again. Okay. I'm assuming that, that will then wear off. 33, what's that like? You're like, it's literally no different. Nothing has happened to me. Although, of course, when you're 18, you're like, well, now I'm drunk. <gasps> um, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yesterday, I bought myself a 7.4% cider, or as it's also known, wine. I haven't drunk it yet, because if I had, I would not be speaking to you right now. (laughs) That sounds nice. You should save a little bit and uh, slow cook some pork in it. I'm not wasting (laughs) 7.4%. That's a really good idea. Although, I'm trying to give up meat. Oh, yeah. Which, for Rosie, is a big deal. Tricky. Tricky. Doing really well. Um, Yeah. I say I'm doing really well. I went out for a fry up yesterday, so actually yeah. no. What did you have for breakfast? Sausages. Yeah, I right. So since I've moved a year ago, it's like you know, it'd be really nice if once a week I walk into the high street and I go to one of the cafes and I have lunch on Friday. A year on, I finally went into the town for my Friday lunch. Went to the Greasy Spoon. I've been to a couple of times. Either ate way too much, or something didn't agree with me, or a combination of the two. But I got home, which is like I need to spend the day thinking about what I've done <laughs> and eat cereal for dinner I sort of thought this is not good for me which is quite a good sign as to why I should not eat huge plates of dead pig cheap dead pig at that but I did have two fried slices and frankly I would have gone in just for those I love a fried slice oh my god the greatest thing on earth yeah my grey hair fry up lifestyle I had actually bought hair dye this week anyway and now I feel that because I've publicly come out as greying it's going to look like I did that as a response but actually it's because I was waiting for my patch test to not to make my arm fall off it's meant to be that colour that's the colour of the dye right when did you do that? two days ago oh you're very good so you will be pleased to hear my arm has not fallen off good so excellent I dyed my hair the other day because it was looking a bit mango copper burst bit of mango copper burst thanks super drug I'm now a master at doing it very quite quickly and be very neatly like I don't slop any of it anywhere Although I did discover about an hour after I'd done it that I'd dripped a bit onto the, my shoulder and not noticed. So do you now have a strawberry birthmark? <laughs> no, I did. It landed mostly on my shirt, on my top. Oh. Um, but it was like it was a black vest, so it really didn't matter. But I just sort of like stretched or went to scratch my shoulder or something. I was like, what is... I was like, oh, drat. I'm bleeding from the neck. Well, it's not that red, it's, and it was clearly it was clear what it was. It started to dry, but it was a big like glob of it, so I could pretty much just pick it up, mm. just like sort of scrape it off, and that you know, so it wasn't like gross. I thought, thank goodness, I hadn't sat in a chair with a back that I'd leant against or anything. I read the instructions for my hair dye. It's like if you have long hair, you might need two boxes. I thought that is not going to be a problem that we will be facing this week. <laughs> my teeny tiny hair 
hairstyle. For the last few, well, I guess for the, like the last year or so, I'll occasionally be like, oh, I just feel like a terrible garbage monster, and everything is dreadful. And then I realise that I really need to clip at the back of my head, and as soon as I do, morning has broken. <laughs> the closer I am to accidentally having a mullet, the sadder I am. Yeah, that stands to reason. As any rational person would be. I've achieved one of my New Year's resolutions. What was that then? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the app Pocket. I am. I have it. I've no idea how to use it. Okay, so for those who aren't familiar with the app Pocket, it is an app called Pocket, which you can save articles to. So if you see something on Twitter and you think, well, I'll read that later, and I use it, I read all of my RSS feeds through it. And crucially, you don't need to be on Wi-Fi to do it. You can then download the articles and read them, say, on the tube. I had a backlog, it was over 600 articles. Not good. Some of them, two or three years old. Probably. You didn't need those. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I decided I didn't want this, uh, and I decided I want to be reading more. And to get into training, I started reading all my pocket articles, and I've got it down to zero. But this means that I read so much through pocket that for the last three years, I have received an email from pocket saying, congratulations, you're in the top 1% of pocket readers and i don't know if this is really an email i need especially when it said well, you've read this many words that's the equivalent of 128 books imagine if you'd read 128 books i don't even want to think about that i have also been going through all of the magazines i have around the house i've read maybe 10 issues of good housekeeping and woman and home in the last week alone let me tell you every single issue of both magazines identical Yep. Identical. Celebrity interview, which is always the same. Then there'll be four women who have taken a leap in some kind, one of whom will have just got divorced, one of them's lost a lot of weight. Then there'll be a thing about four women who've set up their business. Yes. Yeah, what it's like to be a widower. So those are going great guns, because I've realised I don't need to read almost anything in there. I had like a massive, massive stack of magazines and just several of them sort of around the house. So I went around the house, I collected up every single magazine, some of which I probably hadn't read because I used to have a subscription to Elle. When I moved out, it didn't get redirected. So I would every so often be presented with a stack of Elle's to read and I just didn't get around to it. And also, yeah, they are similar and I kind of, you know, I just couldn't. And if you read them across the month, you don't notice that. But when you're opening at least two issues a day. Yeah. Because I'm reading like one and a half a day it becomes very apparent so i decided i haven't read these this issue is from like may 2015 or this one is from october 2014 it's like i'm not going to read it it's like have i worn this shirt in the last three years no probably i don't need to wear this shirt so it's going to the charity shop so i took that and all my old sainsbury's magazines that i clipped recipes out of and any other rubbish and i put it in the recycling bin and it took me two trips to get it downstairs because they were so like it, it was so heavy but it's all gone and it's done and I feel like a free person. There's no longer the pressure that like, I should read those. Mm. You're not going to read them. Thank them for giving you the option to read it. They've sparked joy. Has it sparked by joy? By being recycled. Yes, by just leaving my life, it has sparked joy. I like any article about decluttering, even though those are always identical. Yep, love an article. I like the recipe pages, although I very rarely clip recipes from Good Housekeeping. Oh, I clip a number of them. I Do I ever make them? No, but it's nice to have them. So I've built in reading hours into my day. Oh, I love reading hours. And uh, into my little routine. And now they take less than the hour, so I'm doing my magazines. Then as the magazines go down, I'm bringing in more books. And I've been reading every night before bed. Proper books. That's when I watch my Pretty Little Liars. Okay, so I now read for two and a half hours a day. (sighs) That's, That's really impressive. I'm so jealous. 
I could have read yesterday. I could read this morning. I've got stuff to do. Obviously, my lifestyle is different to many other people's. Yes. So it's easier for me to build in reading time because I'm a poorly person. Yeah, I spent two and a half hours on trains yesterday, so... Okay, cool. I mean, I did spend an hour playing Splatoon. <laughs> time well spent. Yeah, because there's nothing better than playing the Japanese... It's it's because of the time I play it <laughs> during the day, yeah. and it's obviously the time when people in Japan are doing their evening video games. But it's the morning for old Rosie. That's a strong side as well. <laughs> uh, so I played a bit of that, and it's great. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, Splatoon was a great purchase. Although, as you've learned, I have a problem with the fact that the two-player version requires you to have a non-standard controller. I'm not oh, going yes. out and buying one of those. I've got nunchucks, yeah, we, and I've we got Wiimotes. Yeah, we were to play that the other day. But we played Yoshi instead. Yoshi! Yeah, Yoshi's fun. Yoshi's fun. Uh, that's my sprawling intro done. Lovely. Um, well, for my birthday, obviously, I was I was off. But then when I went back to work uh, on Thursday, um, I went out with my colleagues after work, and we went to Zadell's, uh, which is like a French brasserie, but it has an American bar in the basement, um, which is like a 1920s kind of art deco like really beautiful bar um so we went there for lovely cocktails and it was delightful that sounds excellent yeah yes i'm painting my nails while we record of course you are i realized i hadn't put top coat on and i'd like them to dry during my morning rest yeah i didn't put top coat on mine which i painted before i went out but they've not done too badly uh those green glitter ones that i did on wednesday didn't chip at all glitter is like indestructible yes i know because it then took me so long to take them four hours to get it off um but they didn't tip at all, apart from the bit I picked off. But that's not that. It's not that fault. Yeah. Uh, nine days. Nine days. Perfect manicure. <laughs> that's amazing. That's better than the shellacs. Well, it's. I mean, if you have like a normal sitting at a desk job. Um, should I do my song? Yes, please. Because I feel like maybe we should kind of move on with the episode. Um, my song is "Bridal Train" by the Waifs. Bridal Train. Yes. What is this? It's it's a song about um at the end of the war in Australia when all the girls who'd married GIs were sort of shipped over to America. In a cargo hold? No, I mean, I'm assuming they got, they got cabins because they were le- leaving from one harbour because the US Navy sent a one ship for them. Um, so everyone got the bridal train across Australia and it sort of picked everyone up along the way. Cool. That's what I've gleaned from the song. I haven't done historical research into it. Anyway, it's very nice and kind of folky and ballady. It's nice. Top five! Top five. It is winter. Winter is not just coming. Winter has come. Winter is here. It is cold. It is very windy. Uh, so we are celebrating winter culture. A very broad topic. Yep. Uh, because Jessica rejected my suggestion of either top five hats or top five bus routes. Yeah. Although uh, but I wrote my top five hats and Jessica wrote her top five bus routes. So in the future, we are prepared. We are. We could, like, we could go now. But let's not, because I've written an actual proper list for wintry stuff. Jessica, it's your turn to go first. Bring on your top five bits of winter culture for okay. things to do in winter. Not things to do in winter. Winter. Shut up. My interpretation of the brief is pop culture things that involve winter. Oh, thank God. That's what I've done as well. <laughs> okay, good. I was really worried you were going to be like, ice skating, hot chocolate. And I'd be like, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, in that case, let's see how many overlaps we have. I think two i think two definitely one but i'm gonna go with two um so my first one is brambly hedge winter story because they have it starts snowing and they build a nice palace and have a winter ball a snowball and it's lovely and the night a snowball i just got that oh my goodness i don't think i'd ever got that that's the one uh where they find the secret 
Oh no, Winter Story is different from Secret Staircase, isn't it? Yeah, Secret, Secret Staircase is the I Christmas think, one. Actually, I think the Secret Staircase is the one I was originally thinking of, but then when I checked the plot to make sure that it was wintry, it came with obviously the, the main four are the seasons. Uh, so I just hit Winter Story and was like, yes, that one because it's wintry. But the Secret Staircase is also set at winter and delightful. It's more um, midwinter than Christmas. Well, yeah, it's more solsticey. In fact, it is. It is midwinter's eve. When the days are the shortest and the nights the longest. Great choice. Yeah. Uh, I might bring my Brambley Hedge collection over here. Lovely book. I love Brambley Hedge. Me too. Right. Number two. Number two. Uh, the song Little Jack Frost by Kate Rusby. Yeah, great. It is a delight. And I don't really know what more to add to it, really. It's about coldness stuff. On topic. Listen to it. Number three, the Penguins Annual Skating Party. <laughs> I would like to go to the Penguins Annual Skating Party. Yeah. I thought I'd uh, I'd zone in on that specifically rather than just Muppet Christmas Carol. As well, involved. this is the thing, because we're, we're now in January. Well, no, we're now in February, aren't we? Uh, who am I? What day is it? This isn't Christmassy, although Christmas perhaps plays a part in some of them because of winter. But, you know, we're saving Christmas for the Christmas specials. Oh, God, you're frozen. Frozen. Number four. Number four. Narnia. Yes. Because it's cold and snowy. And always winter. And always winter and never summer. Well, I mean, that's not the quote. It's always winter and never Christmas, which is very much actually like the topic of this top five. Always winter. How pertinent. Never Christmas. Yeah, but that's that's okay. It doesn't matter too much if you've got fairy legs like a goat to keep warm. Yeah, and in that BBC version, he's pretty much fairy all over. (laughs) He is, yeah. Because he's like a goat man. Because... Anyway. And number five. Number five. Frozen. Cool. Because, obviously. Uh, Gotta say it. Not a single crossover. Oh. Well. What a I thought two might be a bit optimistic, but I thought I might, might get one. I nearly led with number five there. Oh, well, no. Well. Number one. Number one. Winter Watch. Winter Watch. Now, yeah, this is the reason that we we're actually doing this topic, because I've been watching loads of Winter Watch. It was on BBC Two last week. Winter Watch is part of the season watch series on the BBC, where they go out and look at wildlife and they have live cameras and it's absolutely terrific get started i think with spring watch and then autumn watch and now they do one week in the winter as a special this in winter they're always up in scotland and you get to see red squirrels and polecats which are so cute they are rivaling badgers right now oh my goodness not it's badgers have the long-term power to go on through but polecats pretty cute so winter watch because it's chris packham michaela stratton and martin Packham. No, I can't remember what Martin's surname is. Anyway, because Mar- Chris and Michaela are the main hosts, and then Martin is always out somewhere in the, the fields. And this week, he slept overnight on a hillside to find out what it was like to be a mountain hare. He took off his shirt in front of a thermal camera in the middle of the night to see what happens. <laughs> He's always standing in a, a river. Uh, winter watch. No, Didn't but- last year, they bury him in snow. He's always building igloos and, and burrows and things. Number two. Number two. Valley Winter Song by Fountains of Wayne. Yes. Oh my God, I love that song. So it's from Welcome Into State Managers, which is the album that Stacey's mom is on. But Stacey's mom, fine song, not the best on there. Valley Winter Song is such a lovely little cosy romantic song. Love it. Yeah, that is a tremendous album generally, actually. Yeah, very good. Number go th- listen to that three. Number three. The Long Winter by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yep. I've not read them in ages, but basically bleep gets real. Uh, the blizzard rolls in it's very cold and then people making molasses and you spray it on the snow and it sets 
My mum has a little house cookbook, which is the greatest thing in the world. There's a bit in a uh, Saddle Club book where they make maple syrup and they kind of, you know, go out and collect all the syrup and then it's all boiled up and then people go out and collect snow in little cones. Basically, they make snow cones and then they pour it onto the onto the snow. Terrific. So you have a snow cone covered in maple, like brand new maple syrup. Number four. Little Women. Little Women. Do you know, I nearly put that through, but just because of the bit where Amy falls through the ice. It's very cosy, and I'm thinking maybe the film? Yeah. I remember talking on the podcast about how to make an American quilt film I watched on a Sunday afternoon on Channel 5, which I thought was going to be in this cosy vein, mainly because Winona Ryder was in it. And at Christmas, during the television Christmas movie fest, I videoed a film called The March Sisters at Christmas thought this was going to be terrific. Turned it off in 15 minutes because they were all awful. The actual Little Women, I know it starts at Christmas, but Civil War outfits and socks snow, knitted. Snocks, snocks knitted and cosy family. Number five. Number five. Uh, detective fiction of any kind. I don't think I've ever read any detective fiction, but I feel it would be great on a winter night. And Agatha I've Christie. read all of Sherlock Holmes and some of that for a while. Miss Marple. A cosy murder. It's our favourite. I love a cosy murder. If it could be solved by somebody in a jumper, then all the better. Mm-hmm. Or Miss Fisher. Or Miss Fisher. Any of those. Cosy on down, snuggle up, read about some terrible deaths. That's my top five. Yay! Jessica, your honourable mentions. Um, I have any time in the Gilmore Girls where um, it snows and or Lorelei feels like she's made it snow. Perfect. Um, and I also have Hoth. Oh, I have Vampire Strikes Back, yes. If only because it means that whenever it's really snowy or cold, you just run and go, it's like Hoth out there. Or then you say, it's getting Hoth in here, so put on all your clothes. I am getting so Hoth, I'm going to sleep in a tone, tone. Yep, there you go. I have Fargo. Yep, I I thought about putting that, but I haven't actually watched it. Oh, what a film. If you say Fargo, I think snow. But weirdly, I kind of forgot it was winter because I assume it's cold in Minnesota. All the time. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. Uh, but I love Fargo, and I love... Oh, what's her name? Miss Clavel. She plays Miss Clavel. Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand in that film so much. She's done many other things. Uh, Line the Witch in the Wardrobe, I also have. The Secret History by Donna Tartt. That's a great kind of detective-y style, except you know exactly who done it. But a murder, but a campus literature. The Bishop's Wife, starring Cary Grant. Although there is a Denzel Washington version, where he's an angel... And he kind of tries to steal a bishop's wife. Cool Runnings, because oh, it's got cool snow. Runnings. And I appear to have written Little Women twice, so watch it again. I love Cool Runnings. I might watch that later. What's your song, Rosie? My song is Next of Kin by Always. It's the word always, but spelt with two V's instead of a W. Oh. I really always. like it. It was on my Spotify Discover Wednesday. <laughs> Kel Correct. Neil Lamford! Neil Lamford. Tell us about your baking. Do you want a snack of the day? Oh my god, I do. I'm so sorry. Do a snack. My snack of the day is chocolate-covered raisins. Um, no, I've bought it. My snack of the day is just... I'm trying to build up tension. What do I eat? Coffee and walnut cake, because uh, my bestie Tara came over and she said, I'm getting cake. Do you have any flavour preference? And I said, oh no, don't worry. And then as soon as I said that, I thought... I really want coffee and walnut cake, but now I said no, don't worry, I can't possibly say that. And then she arrived with a coffee and walnut cake, because she's the best. Well done, Tara. I know, great work. Yeah. Jessica, tell us about your baking. Seamless. I made some chocolate cupcakes. Yes, you did. 
They were a chocolate sponge with um, a marmalade glaze over the top of it and then chocolate buttercream. They and were glitter. Delicious. And I was very pleased with them. And then I also made a birthday cake, which was essentially a four tier Victoria sandwich. It was massive. Yeah, it was also delicious. And I finished it just the other day. Not the whole cake, I mean the slice I took home. But you took home. I didn't sneak into your house like Bruce Bogdrotter. Do you want to talk about the first batch of chocolate cupcakes or do you not want to? Well, I had a mishap. With putting them into the uh, all the case, I thought these look a bit strange. And then I put them in the oven, casually licked the spatula, and for the first time in my life, I had forgotten to put an ingre- like a crucial ingredient into a cake. I went, oh my god, there's no sugar in them! So just made a new batch. Pretty crucial. If they'd been a large cake, I would have scooped the mixture back into the bowl. It was 24 individual fairy cakes. Not doing that. It was best just to just to draw a line under that. Yep. Draw a veil over it. Just put a, sh- a tea towel over the... Just no, on. no, let it die. So, whoopsie. But your other cakes were a, a roaring success. They came out well. Uh, yes, I was pleased. Uh, so I made marmalade, because I'm incredible. How did your marmalade go? So well. I had someone toast this morning. I think I dreamed we made honey. Were we bees? <laughs> no, like, we were making... We're just making honey, like melting honeycomb, and maybe we flavoured it with something. Mm. I think because I knew that you'd made marmalade. But, like, I literally just dreamt that this morning. I keep having dreams that I'm being murdered, so that is better. One dream I was about to be murdered when the Pawnee Parks Department turned up to rescue me. That was pretty good. Were they led by Burt Macklin, FBI? I think Leslie and Ron were in the front. Which kind of are the people you'd want? Like, you... yes, yes. In that Burt Macklin, FBI, is not really a member of the FBI, so... Ideally, he should be slightly further to the back. Right, marmalade. I had loads of clementines, and I thought, I'm going to make marmalade rather than eat them, because I thought I didn't eat small citrus fruit. I don't eat oranges or any of their ilk. While I was cutting them up, I thought, I'll give it a go. Quite delicious, probably could have just eaten them. Anyway, it made marmalade. While I was cooking it, I thought, this is the sweetest thing in the world. Oh my god, I'm dying. But then, by the next day, when it would all solidify, and you get it with the peel, because I was just eating the goopy bit, not too sweet. I thought I'd over. I thought I'd ruined it. Bought jars. I sterilised jars. Sugar everywhere. I'm sticky. The kitchen's sticky. But they work. They they work really well. Good. I can now make marmalade. Do you want me to make marmalade? Bring us this fruit. I'll make you any fruit. Marmalade. Good question. Uh, why did you have so many clementines if you don't eat them? Were they in the navel and coal box? Yes and yes. <laughs> yes, okay, they were. Good. And but I bought a bag of easy peelers. So that I will be eating fruit snacks. That was on my shopping list, fruit snacks. Fruit snacks. Yeah, so I bought misc small fruits. <laughs> well, I wonder if the bananas I bought the other day have ripened enough to eat now. I purposely bought green bananas because I've got two old ones that need eating and I need to make sure I can't eat the... Anyway, it made marmalade. Yeah, it's, it's all about the rotation. Oh, God, yeah, fruit rotation. And I finished a sock. I jolly good. I, I was knitting my sort of bizarre version of Hermione's everyday socks meets zigzagular socks meets the socks I knitted when we were in America uh, and I finished one finished the second of the pair and now I'm knitting a cardigan and I love the design I frogged an old jumper I made that it didn't really work but the pattern is so bad oh it is really unclear and also just doesn't tell you to knit the right front <laughs> it doesn't even at the bottom of the left front say knit this in reverse you have to be like well I guess yeah, I'm I'm assuming probably it needs a second half. I mean, it's a very simple pattern, but it was paid as well. So you're kind of like, mate, come on. Feedback. I've given you Send five euros for this. On the plus side, it's knitting on very fast because it's on 10 millimeter needles and it should be really cozy and it should be better than the jumper it was originally made from. Was it the blue one? It was the blue one. And the orange one is getting frogged to be turned into a toy dragon. Amazing. I'm pretty proud of that. 
That is my needle and thread. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? I have seen Disney Love Melody featuring Kirsten Maldonado and Jeremy Michael Lewis from the uh, acapella group Voctave. And it is a medley of Disney love songs in an acapella. Excellent. Yeah, it's very nice. I like that kind of thing very much. She has a very nice clear voice and it's very pleasant to listen to. These nails are terrific. They are fab. Thanks very much. (sighs) One of the things I watched when we were home for your birthday was not a winter thing at all. It was the Timmy Time Seaside Rescue Summer Special. It's on British Netflix. One of our followers, at TARDIS Librarian, I don't believe that's her real name, has got Timmy Time out of her local library. Hurrah. Because they don't have it in the US Netflix. I have never felt so influential in all of my life. (laughs) And I once had a comment piece in The Observer. (laughs) Nobody cared about that, but people care about my opinions on Timmy Time. The Timmy Time Summer Special, she said, Rescue includes a parody of Titanic for no apparent reason. It's brilliant. There's a bear in a wig, which is very on brand for me. There is a petition on change.org to Salisbury City Council for a permanent statue of Sir Terry Pratchett to be installed in the city. I have signed it. I urge other residents of Salisbury and the wider area to sign it. I don't know if I'm entitled to it because I clearly don't live in Salisbury, but I got really overexcited. Now I'm saying it out loud. I think maybe it wasn't my place to. Uh, The design for the statue is by Paul Kirby, who does the artwork for the books. It is a very beautiful statue. I fully believe that this should take place. There's an article on the New York Times about the health benefits of knitting. It will save your life. To which I say, imagine how ill I would be if I didn't knit all the time. Dead. That's how ill I'd be. (laughs) I urge knitters and non-knitters to read it and then non-knitters to start knitting. And various friends have got in contact with me to tell me that they've taken up knitting. And uh, my friend Alice said, your face really just lit up when I said that to you. Take up knitting and then ask me about it because I feel very experty. I don't know what the word experty is, but I do know about knitting. I love to knit. And I'm going to run a dolly hospital. I'm in for a dolly hospital. Intern Kaylee has had her first ever bath. And the weird watermarks on her hands, gone. Next job is to sew up all of her popped joints. She's a cabbage patch kid. She's not real. She is. But eh. And then I bought baby shampoo, baby fish mouth, to do her hair because it's disgusting. <laughs> and I was trying to work out where these weird bits of orange, like, blur I could find on my bathroom cabinet was. And it was... Uh, old elastic band <laughs> that you know she just had old, old elastic bands in her hair to hold it in place that had obviously just withered uh, they'd perished they'd perished but her hair was so set that you couldn't even tell wow wow indeed and i got perm rods to do her hair you can buy loads of old kind of unloved cabbage patch kids on ebay i search for it all the time i i want to devote my life to restoring cabbage patch kids and that's not really a joke at all <laughs> i'd love to spend my days restoring cabbage patch kids yeah give me yeah and I just want a small stipend to live on. It's good. Yeah, you need some sort of backer. My plan, and I think this is realistic, write one best-selling novel, live off the proceeds, <laughs> and then just supplement my income by selling restored cabbage pumpkins. What you need is um, really to be like in About a Boy, where his dad wrote that Christmas, that one Christmas song, and he just lives off the royalties to that. Yeah, it's a real shame uh, neither of our parents wrote Christmas songs. Wrote a hit Christmas song. No, librarians don't really earn residuals, do they? I feel really neglected now. But, Jessie, you don't have any children, so I'm your beneficiary. So could you write a Christmas song for me? I'll have a bash at it. Cool. A Christmas. I'm writing a song! 
don't I'm think not. it will take off, really. No. Uh, anyway, I want to run a dolly hospital. I'm going to have a dog called Arthur. Okay. And a cow and a sheep and breed horses. And on that note... A Christmas... <laughs> To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash oh my greyhounds. <laughs>